you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. Here's hoping that you and your family, and your friends, enjoyed a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. And we also hope you got some usable ideas for your backyard holiday cookout from last week's edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. When I went to the grocery store to buy what I needed for our family dinner, I saw people buying, well, a little bit of everything. Steaks, ribs, pork butts, hamburger patties. But I had suggested that we grill hot dogs. You know, baseball hot dogs and apple pie. Without the apple pie. Because my wife Cindy baked her famous homemade from scratch chocolate chip cookies. Well, after all, they are our grandson's favorite dessert, so nobody else's opinion amounted to much. In fact, Liam spent the night with us on Sunday, the before Memorial Day Monday, while his mommy and daddy got to enjoy a rare grown-up night out with some of their best friends. Meanwhile, we got to enjoy a night in with the most important person in the world to Cindy and me, and that's what we consider to be a perfect evening around Nana and Pop's house. However, Liam usually only gets to stay until about noon the next day because his parents start to miss him, want him back. My wife and I have repeatedly tried to figure out how to circumvent this unfortunate reality on more than one occasion, without success, I might add, but this time a perfect storm just happened to land in our laps. When his parents texted us and asked if I'd drive him back over to their house, Liam asked very sweetly if he could stay for an extra couple of hours, since it was Memorial Day Monday. Mommy and Daddy begrudgingly agreed, but a couple of hours just kind of turned into three or four, and suddenly it was ridiculous for me to take him home when the entire family would soon be gathering at our house for the holiday cookout, so he just stayed with us. It was bliss for Nana and me, and we're going to try to figure out how to make that happen more often. Meanwhile, I set about the task of cooking the hot dogs on the grill, including some red hot links like they make over at the Belleville Meat Market. Those were for Derek and me. Yeah, my son and I love the spicy stuff. We are certifiable chili bellies and proud of it, too. And of course, if you've listened to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show with any regularity at all, you already know that my other daughter, Danielle, Derek's wife, is a vegetarian. So I cooked some impossible dogs for her, too. Luckily, mustard is still considered plant-based. <laughs> we sat around and watched the Astros for a while. And again, luckily, they beat the Red Sox in the Memorial Day game, so we had something to celebrate. However... I'm thinking about emailing Governor Abbott's office and suggesting he declare the Astros' bullpen a disaster area. Have him send in the National Guard. I mean, who knows? Maybe some of those guys can pitch better than the dud relievers the Astros trot out there night after night. Well, think back to the Sunday afternoon game. Zach Greinke gave us his best outing of the year, in my humble estimation. 
He went eight full innings. He handed a seven-to-one lead to Andre Scrub. All Scrub had to do was get three outs, and the Astros would at least steal one game out of three from the Padres. Now, I freely admit, San Diego is one of the best teams in baseball this year. But with a six-run lead and only needing three outs, Andre Scrub promptly gave up a solo home run. Then, he struck out the arguably best player in the game this year, Fernando Tatis. Then he turned right around and gave up a two-run dinger before he finally retired the last two batters and preserved a 7-4 win. But the thing that was frustrating was that Grinke gave him a six-run cushion and Scrub had to scratch out a three-run win. And that's far from the first time this year an Astros reliever has left a trail of horse apples from the bullpen to the pitching mound. You know what I mean? And I think you do. Now, I must admit, I'm starting to get a little jaded about the whole thing. <laughs> because when the Astros had an 11-to-1 lead on Memorial Day, I turned to Liam and said, Geez, we've only got a 10-run lead, buddy. You think a 10-run lead is big enough to survive this bullpen? He just rolled his little eyes at me and smirked. He'll be a teenager here in another few years, so I guess I should get used to that look, huh? Yeah, it won't be long before old Pop won't be funny at all anymore. I'll just be embarrassing to him. And I know what I'm talking about because I've raised two teenagers myself. In fact, my grown-up children still roll their eyes at me. Now, I'll give you a good for instance. Our entertainment system is pretty complicated, and we just had our high-tech eyeless remote control units replaced. But in the process, the high-definition resolution on our TV defaulted back to the lowest setting. So Derek was trying to get it back on track, and I heard my sweet but highly sarcastic daughter Skylar turn to her sister-in-law and say, You know we're going to have to do this sort of thing for them more and more as they get older, don't you? I was cleaning up the kitchen after the hot dog feast, and I said, I heard that. Just remember, I'm the one who taught you how to go to the bathroom. I thought Danielle was going to bust a gut laughing out loud. But of course, I was just kidding around. Sort of. I mean, I accept that we're not as tech-savvy as our kids are, but neither were our parents. You should have seen my dad trying to play a VHS copy of Saving Private Ryan we gave him for Christmas one year. I'm sure you remember, my father was a very successful banker and a highly decorated soldier in World War II. He was a master sergeant in General George Patton's armored division. In fact, he was the NCO in charge of the metal shop, which meant he was an expert mechanic, and that was his generation's high-tech equipment. But when Dad struggled with his VCR, I didn't make fun of him. I just showed him how to do it and told him to call me if he ever needed more help. So yeah... When my daughter made her sly little comment, I was just kidding back. Sort of. <laughs> these kids these days, they ain't got no respect for their elders. The young whippersnappers need to mind their manners. Oh, and before we drift too far away from the subject of baseball, I just wanted to congratulate my TCU Horn Frogs for winning the Big 12 Baseball Championship Sunday. Plus, they were also named the sixth national seed in the NCAA tournament. However, I don't quite understand how the University of Texas got the number two seed when TCU was co-champs with them in the regular season, and then TCU won the tourney final game, which Texas didn't even qualify to play in. 
Yeah, okay, the Horns beat the Frogs two out of three in Fort Worth near the end of the year, but that's literally the only measuring stick by which they beat us. So how do they rate four places higher in the seeding? Sure, seed them higher than TCU because they won the head-to-head, but four places higher? Come on, that ain't right. Whoa, I just looked up at the clock. Ah, time got away from me again, just like last week. So I guess I ought to turn the talk toward food, huh? I mean, it is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, after all. In fact, I made a note to remind myself to tell you this little food-related story. I think you'll enjoy it. My wife Cindy and I were eating lunch together this past week. She was eating oatmeal for her cholesterol, and I was eating salad for my... Five to ten pandemic pounds. And I made a little comment. At least we eat healthy two out of three meals every day. When Cindy looked at me a little funny, I acted all indignant and said, Well, hey, man does not live by Chia Pet alone. (laughs) Then Cindy rolled her eyes at me. But I thought it was funny. You know what I always say. You can take the disc jockey out of the radio, but you can't take the radio out of the disc jockey. So see, that just proves I can actually talk about food during the monologue for the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Because I just did it twice. Hot dogs and chia pets. So I was close. (laughs) And I'll do it again in the next two segments with our first-time guest, Tong Lam. He owns and operates a place called Crawfish Bistro. It's out in Missouri City. His first name is actually spelled T-H-O-N-G. But heck, no man on the face of this planet wants to be called by a name that sounds like a woman's undergarment. So I'm going to do my best to say his name the way it's supposed to be said. Tong. You know, like those things we use to turn hot dogs on the grill for a Memorial Day cookout. And if I happen to get his name wrong, even just once, you can bet your Bitcoin that my entire family will roll their eyes at me in unison. As a matter of fact, I bet they're doing it right now. Nah, knowing them, they're probably not even awake yet. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're 
you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website, edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. First timer alert. Everybody say hello to Tong Lam. He's the owner and executive chef of Crawfish Bistro in Missouri City. Welcome to the show, Tong. Hi, how are you doing, Randy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know your story. I've read up on it. But it's a truly fascinating story. So I think our audience is going to love it. Start out by telling us, where were you born? Where were you reared? 
that sort of thing. Well, I was born in Vietnam. I'm Chinese descended, born in Vietnam. We migrated to America or came over here in 1975 during the, the fall of Saigon. We ended up in a small town called Cotton Center. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Did you say Cotton Center as in Cotton Center, Texas? Yes, Cotton Center, Texas. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. How does a young man of Chinese descent wind up being born in Vietnam anyway? Uh, my grandparents on both sides, they migrated from China to Vietnam. So afterwards, you know, they, they had my mom and my dad and they met up and, well, that's the story. They had me. And then in 1975, with the fall of Saigon, you exited Vietnam and you came to the United States and wound up in, in Cotton Center. Yes. You know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of publicity lately about stopping discrimination of Asian people. Have you felt that kind of prejudice personally, Tom? I mean, I have had that, but I blow it off because, you know, in society these days, everything is really difficult, but I rather choose to live simple. I mean, I don't bother myself with that stuff, try to get into all that discrimination or whatever. I mean, there's so much of it and you can't deal. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. And I think that's a good, healthy attitude to take on your part. But as far as I'm concerned, this kind of mean, hateful behavior on the part of other people has just simply got to stop. Yep. And you can count me as one of your supporters. Okay, Tom? Yep. That's why I, you know, we came to America, and that's why I said America is not America anymore. It, I mean, it seems like we're all divided now from discrimination. Well, that's enough about that stuff. Let's move on to the fun stuff, as the late, great Baird Dalton used to say, my old buddy. After you moved to the United States, you wound up in this little town called Cotton Center. That's way out in West Texas. I had to look it up. I'm a native Texan, tongue. I've literally lived all over the state. I must admit, I've never heard of Cotton Center. Where is it? It's uh, about an hour away from Lubbock, Texas. And why did you land there, of all places? Well, my dad, he had a choice of either raising us up in the big city or a small town. So he chose to give up all the big city life and everything because he was a he was in the military in Vietnam. So he was like, let's raise the kids up in a small town and, you know, not too much stuff. And in your bio, you mentioned that you could recall your mother grew a vegetable garden. Oh, Now, yeah. was that to provide food for your family, or was it more than that? It was providing for our family and for income, because back then in 75, I mean, income wasn't that much. So, I mean, she grew from hot peppers, bitter melon, I mean, all the Asian vegetables that you couldn't really get in the big city. So, she would grow it, and every week we would go to Lubbock or Amarillo, Texas, and sell it at the Little Asian Market. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lubbock is one thing. Amarillo? Yeah. That's a track now. <laughs> We're talking about a long drive. Uh, yeah. Just to sell vegetables? Well, yeah, Cotton Center is like almost in the middle of it. Ah. So it was either Lubbock or Amarillo, so we went to both. And you also mentioned that your mother cooked homemade noodles from scratch, no less. Yes. Now, noodles and pasta are a big favorite in my home. But scratch noodles? Yes. That's a big job. How did she do that? In my memories, in some parts, I remember she would take the rice flour and she would make the 
it's like a tapioca rice mixture with rice powder and tapioca. And it's kind of like a gummy, chewy noodle soup base. Uh It's really good. I mean, she would make a lot of stuff and you wouldn't even have to go to the big city to purchase it. Well, you were pretty emphatic about that. You said anything that the big city had to offer, your mom made better. Yep. So give us some examples of that. She made uh, like the Vietnamese crips, made it really good. Uh, the Vietnamese bumba way. She made the noodles. She made everything from scratch. The what else? Bun cotton. It's like I said, it's a chewy tapioca noodle in a pork chicken broth, pork and uh, chicken mixture bones of broth. I mean, it's really good. And bread. Well, you mentioned a couple of dishes there that I can't pronounce. What are those things? Uh, way is kind of like a Vietnamese, a northern Vietnamese spicy noodle, beef noodle soup. Mmm, yummy. Then I know you know Fai. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right, you got to go try it then. That one, you got to try it. It's very famous in, in the in the world now because it's a Vietnamese beef noodle soup. Okay. Sounds good. And it has noodles. It has your bean sprouts. It has your cilantro, basil that you mix it. comes with hoisin sauce. And everybody's favorite, sriracha chili. Well, it sounds like your mom was an early mentor for you in the kitchen. Is that right? Pretty much. I mean, she cooked from morning to night for all of us. There was 11 of us total 11 in the house my goodness so she always made sure that we had food and everything and you say that anything the big city made she made better yes sir it was really good let's be sure that we understand by big city what do you mean lubbock and amarillo yeah because our town was only a few hundred people less than a thousand population back then well i guess living in houston now that has Pretty much realigns your concept of big city, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, it does. Very huge. So sadly, your mom passed away when you were fairly young. How old were you? I was about 12. At that point, your family actually moved to Lubbock. Now there's a big city, huh? <laughs> yes. And it was in Lubbock where you first began to work in the restaurant industry. Tell us how. I When I became 17... When I started to family early, then my dad, he was like, well, a friend's going to open a restaurant, so you want to go work over there? And I went over there, and they gave me a dishwashing job. So I started from dishwashing, jumped to Mongolian barbecue, then after that to a Chinese chef. Wow. That's a couple of different kinds of cuisine. Then about a year later, I ended up running five or six of their restaurants. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little bit of a jump now, Tong. Yeah. I was a fast learner. You, you went from washing dishes to running restaurants in just a couple of years? How'd that work out? It was pretty good. I mean, I got to go to each town every week and just made sure it was running right. But every time they built the restaurant, I would stay there for 30 days, make sure it was running their way. Then I would leave and come back to Lubbock. Then when they opened another one, I would go again. And we understand that during that period of time, you traveled around and learned a lot about Chinese and Vietnamese cuisine. Talk about that. Well, after I left that company, I started traveling around. I mean, I wanted that experience. I didn't want to stay in one put in one restaurant just to know only that one restaurant. 
I wanted to go around learning different styles, you know what I mean? That where you can actually mix the styles to create something different. So travel to Buffalo, New York, Florida, Georgia, California, and a lot of different places. I mean, I lost, I lost track of all the places, <laughs> but you sound like a radio announcer that just bounces around all over the country. Lord knows I did that. So you traveled all around the country and learned about Chinese and Vietnamese cuisine. Yes, sir. What did you take away from all that? Actually, I, I'm still learning at my stage. I mean, we, there's a day that we'd never stop learning. You know what I mean? Of course. It, there's, there's never, I mean, it's always a learning experience every day. I mean, there's nothing, it doesn't stop. You don't stop learning. And that, that's what I learned. And that's exactly what the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show is all about. You know? Learning about how to cook, create new dishes that some of us have never tried before. And so that's what we're going to talk to you about in the second segment. Plus, the 90s is when you came to Houston. We want to talk to you about that, too. So can you hang out with us a little bit longer, Tom? That sounds good to me. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original All Spas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, $227 road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. 
Hi, friends. Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today. 3255111000 or go to cellularandsatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit Belleville BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. We're back with our first-time guest, Tong Lam of Crawfish Bistro in Missouri City. Uh, you're very close to the corner of Highway 6 and the Tollway. That's what we've been told anyway. Is that right, Tong? Yes, the Fort Bend Tollway. We're, we're about a quarter of a mile, half a mile from it. This is a real American dream success story, if there ever was one. Tong came to the U.S. early in life and worked his way up through the food industry as a teenager, and in the last segment, we got to that part of your story where you arrived here in Houston. So how did you go from West Texas to the Bayou City, Tong? Well, I was fixing a move to California, and my dad's like, hey, why don't you come down here and try it out down here in Houston? Your family's here. So I came down here, and I've been here since then, since 98 till now. So early on in your new life here in Houston, you opened up a restaurant out on, I believe it was Westheimer and Fondren. What was the name of that place? That place, uh, me and my partner, we took over a uh, Vietnamese restaurant. It was called uh, Non Vietnamese Cuisine. You know, if there's one thing we've learned here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show over the years, it's that every restaurant has a story behind it. So what's the story for this restaurant? Uh, it was just stumbled across. They, I mean, it's long story short. I mean, it was for sale really cheap, and and we're like, let let's take it over. And and first year it was rough, you know, not having 
people to work and not making ends meet. I mean, couldn't afford the people, couldn't afford the people. So I worked long hours. And after that, about a year and a half later, it started booming. You told us in the first segment that you traveled around all over the country, all over America, studying Chinese and, and Vietnamese cuisine quite a bit. Was that the kind of food that you served in this restaurant? Uh, y- yes, I served Chinese, Vietnamese, American, and to authentic. And you spent your off days fishing, you said, something that a lot of our listeners enjoy. So we hear you know our favorite crackpot, <laughs> Dave Fremont, over at Boyd's One Stop at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Is that right? Yes, he's my favorite uncle, <laughs> my mentor. You know him. He's, he's, he's out there. Yeah, he takes crazy to a whole new level, doesn't he, Tong? <laughs> yes, he does. There's no words for him. <laughs> well, no, I respectfully disagree, Tong. There are words for him. We just can't use them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what are some of your favorite fishing spots? My favorite is I always call my home away from home is Tech City Dyke. Well, now, that's quite a little drive from Missouri City, so... We assume that you think it's worth it? Yes, it is. And you also spent a good deal of time experimenting with dishes at home or work, and that kind of established your fusion of Chinese, Vietnamese, and American cuisines. Talk about how those different styles of cooking complement one another. It's it just got that flavor. You know, like American barbecue, everybody loves great barbecue. Sure. And Asian food. You got some that is greasy and not greasy, but if you mix it with the Vietnamese food, with the herbs, where the herbs really stands out with American barbecue, it's really good. This incredible life journey that you've had led you to open your current eatery, which is Crawfish Bistro in Missouri City. So tell us how that happened. That happened with a friend. They actually offered a partnership, as in friend-wise and everything, and... I was fixing to move to Corpus Christi, and they're like, no, no, you know, stay here. Come do this restaurant and build it up, and that's how I stumbled across from friends. On your website, you say that you want Crawfish Bistro to be a sore thumb that only we have the medication to cure. (laughs) Explain what you mean by that, Tong. It means we want to offer something that no other restaurant offers like as in we have something that others don't have just like our basket of uh, brisket fries you know who does lemongrass brisket over fries well brisket is right in our wheelhouse here on the boyd seafood outdoor cooking show we can't pass up an opportunity to ask you about how you make your brisket please fill us in on all the details tom oh the the brisket i use angus brisket really good quality brisket and i marinated in a lemongrass wet base and i have it over maybe 24 hours marinated (laughs) then afterwards you just bake it or you can smoke it you can have do either but i do it for four hours and that when you slice i mean that meat is so tender juicy i mean it falls apart but it's not dry that's the thing As we started to peruse the menu at Crawfish Bistro online, it quickly became obvious 
how you've utilized that fusion of Chinese and Vietnamese and American cuisines that you talked about earlier. I mean, you guys have got everything from fried rice to Vietnamese sandwiches to Cajun po'boys. Now, that's quite a blend of food items. I guess that's something of a challenge to do every day. Yes, it is, because you have to always have to make sure everything's always fresh and everything. I mean, it's hard to keep up with it, but the only way your food will succeed is if it's fresh. Seafood is the staple at Crawfish Bistro, obviously, by the name. But we couldn't help but notice there's a few really unique dishes on the menu, like salt and pepper squid. Now, I dare say very few of our at-home chefs have ever attempted to cook squid. So give us that recipe, Tom. That recipe on the dry squid, I mean, it's the batter. It's a very light, thin batter with eggs and cornstarch. I mean, it's very thin. When you fry it, you have to fry it in a 350 degrees temperature oil. But it takes really quick for it. You don't try to over fry it because it'll be chewy. And we mentioned Vietnamese sandwiches and Cajun po'boys a moment ago. What's the difference between the two? Ours has a lot of flavor. <laughs> Just a joke, okay? But <laughs> I had to get you on that one. Come on, Tong. We need some we need some details here. What's the difference between a Vietnamese sandwich and a Cajun po' boy? Cajun po' boy is just, it's, I mean, they're both good, but the Cajun po' boy is like, when you bite into it, you need something juicy and something to bing out in your mouth. But the Vietnamese sandwiches, I mean, you have all different, you have the, your different herbs, cilantro, you have pickled vegetables. And you have your fresh cucumber, you have your homemade butter, made butter. You got to try it to understand it. Tuna steak has always been one of my all-time personal favorites. As a matter of fact, I quit going to one restaurant simply because they quit offering a tuna steak sandwich that I loved very much. However, you offer it uh, several different ways in your restaurant. Let's start out by having you explain how you serve spicy tuna on chips. Ooh, that sounds highly addictive. <laughs> well, that, that's why I said I was experimenting at home. And you know how you go to a sushi restaurant, you get that spicy tuna roll? Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's see if I try that with a shrimp chip. You get the crunchiness and the flavor of the, the spicy tuna. And, well, actually, no crumbs, really, from the, the shrimp chips. And Crawfish Bistro also offers a salad with seared tuna chunks. That sounds like something I could eat for lunch, like, uh, literally every day. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So the seared tuna, I brush off with um, olive oil and a little bit of Japanese seasoning, and I sear it over some green leaf lettuce and onions, cucumbers, tomatoes, carrots, and then you got a spicy mayo ranch. This has been Tong Lam. He is the owner and executive chef at Crawfish Bistro. They're located near the Beltway on Highway 6 in Missouri City. 9340 is the exact number. 
this is a real-life American dream come true, folks. So drop by and enjoy some Chinese, Vietnamese, or American cuisine, or maybe even all three. I even heard him mention Japanese a little bit. Thanks for your time on a busy weekend, Tong. Let's talk again soon, okay? Thanks, Randy. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website, edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. 
There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. Here's a guy for whom I pray by name every day. It's my best friend and Hudson and Harrigan Show radio partner, Fred Olson. Hey, pard. How you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine. I, I, when I say I pray for you every day, I don't just mean for your shoulder to heal. I, I do pray for you and for your lovely wife, Bev, and that that you guys will enjoy that ranch retirement out there. <laughs> well, it, it is not a little wet right now. It just has, it seemed like it. You know, we're on the rain planet. It's like, uh, uh, I can't remember that old movie, that old science fiction thing where a guy's on a planet of rain that finally drives him crazy. Oh, yeah, it's wet. And it's not always best for the garden when it, you know, it rains like every other day. It doesn't get a chance to drain, but we're, we're holding on. We're holding on. Yeah, it reminds me of Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that was that was a strange movie. Yeah, it was. It sure was. <laughs> and Dennis Hopper was perfect for his part, wasn't he? <laughs> Boy, he was, wasn't he? He probably said, man, you don't even have to pay me to play this guy. It's too much fun. <laughs> I'll just do what I do every day. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, bef- you're sitting in the truck. You You're at rehab this morning? I got done with, with, with rehab now. I want you to tell you this physical rehab, just so you folks know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need to clear that up. Uh, yeah, you got done with it. I'm making some progress with the shoulder. You know, slow and steady. When a big you tear, a big tear in the in the in that rotator. But uh, she measured me. You measure how far you can reach. And all this. So I made some good strides. So it's all good. Yeah, well, my rehab was completely different. <laughs> my, That's a whole other show. Yeah, my, mine involved one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is kind of what they tell me. You have to go, you know, you don't just think, you think weeks at a time with, with uh, rehab. And then, you know, there's so many people hurt right now. You know, people are listening right now dealing with shoulders or knees or hips or things of all ages, not just because, you know, we've managed to abuse ourselves for so many years, <laughs> jumping off of things and lifting stuff. But, well, that's part of it. You know. Well, I'll bet rehab techniques that they employ these days are uh, a lot more sophisticated than when you had your first shoulder surgery. What was that, 20 years ago? It was 20 years ago and that shoulder is still working. In fact, that's how I'm holding my phone right now, that one good shoulder. Yeah, I, I think the, the basics uh, are still the same, but there's more passive, which means in my case, they have to move the arm for you in some directions. You can't lift it yet. They have to move it for you to kind of stretch the tendons out when they reattach things. When Dr. Tom Parr reattaches stuff, it has to be re-stretched. That's the hard part. It's got to, that tendon has to start, you know, stretching out a little bit so you can have full range of motion. So that's what we're working on. Are you more comfortable in bed now? Actually, I'm sleeping better, but I got to tell you, I was just in PT and I'm doing a thing called a pulley where you, you pull the arm up over your head and with the other arm. And so I'm sitting there, this woman comes up and goes, 
what was your name on the radio? <laughs> and I said, I was Hudson. She goes, oh, okay, okay. Because we thought we heard, you know, we heard your voice. Said, that sounds like a guy on the radio. And I said, well, you know what? I still talk to Harrigan. In fact, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go out and talk. We, we connect every week. We still, we still talk. Well, so we're still together. It's nice to hear that people still remember us. And, and they do. That people come up to me and say the same thing all the time. So it, but it's, it's good to hear that your shoulder is getting better. Can we say the same thing about the crops in your garden? Are they getting better too? Well, yeah. I mean, we're just, I mean, there's so many tomatoes. We had worm issue uh, after the big rain last week. Just these crazy worms we've never seen before. So you, we hate to spray anything. But to be really truly organic is really almost impossible. I think you'd have to lose 80% of your crop to really be truly organic. So we sprayed a little bit uh, for, the, for these worm things. And now we're just trying to fight in the rain and uh, let things ripen. We pull them uh, tomatoes when they start to show any blush of red. And then we let them ripen in the house. Because you can't really always let them go to full ripe on the vine. Uh, because something's going to get them. It's just it's just a matter of time. Well, I was going to ask you about tomatoes. My wife roasted some tomatoes in the oven. Ooh. It's been a couple of weeks ago. They were absolutely fantastic. What she did was she sliced the tomatoes fairly thick, then she sprinkled them with grated Parmesan, Ooh. then some olive oil and basil and, and oregano, and then roasted them at about 350 or so. I loved them. She wasn't all that crazy about them, I, but I loved them. I found myself saying, are you going to eat that or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've taken some green ones and, and put some cornmeal on them and, and, and fried them up in an air fryer. And that's good, too, with some hot sauce, some Frank's hot sauce or Cholula or Ooh. Sriracha or whatever those things are. So they're good green as well, but I'd rather have them red, personally, uh, uh, you know, in the long run. Me, too. And. We're ready. I think we're cucumbers. She's already put up pickles last week. Wow. Uh, she put up some green beans. got a lot of green beans, man. We're overrun with green beans. And you also said you had a bumper crop of squash. Have you resorted to giving away boxes full of the stuff yet? <laughs> you know, if, uh, again, if you want to try gardening and anything, just raise squash. You can do it. Trust me. <laughs> they will. But you need, you need a pretty good space. But yeah, people are calling, or they're on Facebook. You know, people go, um, I have some extra squash. And there's like <laughs> nobody responding. But I like squash. I said we grill it, um, I put it in a skillet with uh, with butter and roast it a little bit. It's just great. So I've gotten to like it. My wife used to prepare a dish she called beef zucchini skillet. Hmm. And it was just, you know, rice and beef and, you know, onions and stuff like that. But then she topped it off with the zucchini and then baked it in the oven for a while to get the zucchini a little softer. And it was absolutely wonderful. I don't know what she put in it, but I loved it. Well, I'm just blessed to have a garden because cost of everything is going up exponentially right now. I think vegetables are thing that are not going through the roof, like meat gas and all these other things so maybe start a little garden do uh, do some of those little uh, what they call sweet 100 uh, cherry tomatoes that are really wonderful you can raise those pretty easy in a pot and do that so what did you and bev do for memorial day you know we took it easy uh there's stuff going on we said you know what i don't want to be out on the road i don't want to be an i-10 going anywhere and uh, we just said uh, you know what we're just going to chill and we're going to put a roast in the oven and that's what we did Put a, put a nice uh, beef roast in the freezer. I said, let's just do this and have some, you know, just downtime. And, and uh, actually, to be honest with you, we, uh, we, uh, she's doing a Bible study. I said, well, I'll read with you. So we spent about an hour yesterday kind of going through her Bible study. And she's reading the Bible, you know, read, read the Bible in a year thing. 
Yes. Where you know you bounce you bounce from like uh, Deuteronomy to Revelation or <laughs> uh, you know Deuteronomy to a Psalm or or things like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because if you just dwell on Leviticus or Numbers, you're <laughs> going to get bored real fast. <laughs> I tell people that I said, yeah, well, Deuteronomy is kind of brilliant because it's Moses his his uh, you know lectures or his teachings to the people. But you get to Leviticus, it's like, oh no, yeah. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you think those old, those old boys of Pharisees knew all those rules? They know all those laws. It's crazy. Well, yeah, I think that was uh, part of Jesus' problem with the old boys that ran the temple was they <laughs> yeah. they kind of harbored all those rules for the people and didn't uh, adhere to them themselves, right? You know, it seems that Martin Luther had a problem with that too. Yeah, so. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm about to teach a four-lesson unit on world religions to the teenagers at church. Oh, that's And the first lesson is the one that demonstrates how the God of Abraham is the God of the Jews, the God of the Christians, and the God of the Muslims. Yeah. And a lot of Christians don't understand that concept, and when it's explained to them, they don't like it very much. But it is true nonetheless. The God of Abraham is the God of the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims. Now that you got this started, this is fascinating. This is something I didn't realize till recently, but Abraham was a Gentile. Wow. Look it up. He, he, was, he was a Chaldean from Ur, which means... Because the word Jew hadn't been invented. Judea didn't exist yet, right? They hadn't gotten to the promised land, which he would never see. But, but look at it. He was, he was technically, a, technically a Gentile, yet he is the progenitor, progenitor of, of, of the Ishmaelites. Yes. The, uh, and, and all the other ites that I can't think of, think of right now. The termites? <laughs> <laughs> how come there were no Isaacites? If there were Ishmaelites, how come there were no Isaacites? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but, but I read that and I went, wait a second. Abraham, the father of all the nations, was a Gentile. Well, dude, you need to be teaching this lesson, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just, that was a rabbit hole I went down the other day about Abraham. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And uh, it's just so much cool stuff. And uh, I sound like I know a lot, but but no, I, I know little pieces. I know enough to be dangerous. Well, not that you'll have any, but... Send me any leftover tomatoes you don't want, and I'll, I'll send you an old H&H show golf shirt or two, or three, or nine. <laughs> I got a bunch of those things. I love you, brother. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, man. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. I was about cooking something up with me.